0: we
1: back to the First to Gold podcast. I am Nick, and I am joined by my co-host, Joe. Our podcast is partnered with the Irish Tribune, your source for all news related to Notre Dame. Be sure to check us out at theirishtribune.com and follow us on all of our socials at the Irish Tribune. And, Joe, it is game week. It's game week, Nick. It's it game, game week. week. It's game week. Let's go. We've been waiting, man.
0: Let's get I fired up,
1: baby! Oh, the teams boarding the plane for Ireland tomorrow, and man, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good to know that this weekend we get to watch some Notre Dame football. I'm fired oh. up.
0: Oh man, oh man. You know, you know when you're driving driving to work, it's a little bit different. I got I got all my rap songs, I got all my turn up playlists. You know, a full <laughs> volume. Thinking about Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I. You know, I can't be more fired up. I'm excited to see these guys go ball out.
1: So real quick, uh, what's your routine for, like, game day uh, weekends? Like, do you have anything in particular that you do? Like, I I know me. I I have my routine before the start of every season.
0: Oh, man. Um, So I I did a funny thing back in college. So, you know, you kind of have your speakers, like those big, uh, you know, speaker systems you have at your college uh, houses. And every Saturday morning, you know, I'd wake up and people are still kind of laying in bed, maybe uh, getting over the night before. And I would blare, here come the Irish. Let's go. And I would blare it. I'd be going crazy in the living room already early in the morning. And my my friends did not like it. They were not Notre Dame fans (laughs) like I am, but it always gave me a good start to my day. It always gave me a good start. Uh, I have that stuff blasting and it kind of got me going for the day and, Man, i was just you know wired into twitter watching college game day watching big noon um that that college, was the that was the highlight and starting to get your uh, your day going early
1: yeah and college game day they're gonna be in ireland correct i believe so which I is believe sweet so. I, yeah yeah so man i for the start of every season i try to watch rudy the night before I try to watch Newt Rock, the All-American. I might even throw on the 30 for 30 Catholics versus convicts. Just get all sorts of juiced. And then uh, wake <laughs> up in the morning, cook up some breakfast on the Blackstone, get ready oh. to uh, watch the Irish kick some ass, man. I'm I'm fired up.
0: So, I know. Especially when you get your day started, it feels like, you know, 2.30 could, like, take forever. It feels like 7 yeah, like, o'clock yeah. game time. I know. Uh, Cause the anticipation is just so big, but, uh, man, I, I just can't believe it's here. I feel like we've gone through like two June's, two July's, two (laughs) August's we're, we're finally here, man. We're finally here. I
1: know. I know. Well, guys, we got a great, uh, podcast in store for you. Uh, we're going to kick off the episode with some superlatives for the season. Um, then we'll jump into, uh, in segment two, we'll preview Navy, um, talk a little bit about that, give our score prediction. And then uh, we'll finish up the pod with uh, some questions from our listeners and friends. Um, So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's, let's jump right into it, Joe. Um, So preseason superlatives for the year, we've got offense and defense MVP uh, offense and defense breakout player, most improved best lineman on both sides of the ball, best freshman and then assistant coach of the year so you ready to jump on in
0: i'm ready i'm ready let's get these predictions out there
1: all right so uh let's kick it off with most valuable player um i I don't know if you want to lead these off you want me to lead it off or rotate whatever but uh who's going to be your your mvp for offense and defense
0: all right well i'll start with offense And I think we're going to be aligned here. If we're not, I'll be shocked, Nick. I'll be absolutely shocked. But offensive MVP, it relies on one man and one man only. The Messiah himself from Wake Forest has got to be Sam Hartman. It's got to be.
1: Sam Dartman, baby.
0: (laughs) Sam Dartman. He's he's throwing darts all over the field. And we haven't seen that, or or at least, you know, one thing I've been saying myself since, you know, since we got Sam Hartman back in January is thank God. Thank you. Thank you that we get to wake up on a Saturday morning, knowing that maybe besides USC, maybe besides USC, that we will have a better quarterback than the opposing team. You know, we haven't oh, had man, that with man, the man. Ian book. We haven't had that with Tyler Buckner. We haven't had that with drew pine. We haven't had that with Jack Cohen. Finally, this is a type of quarterback that has the resume that has the arm that has the talent that you think can take them into a college football playoff and win them a game. And this season relies on that man and that man only. And I think it's a, no doubt he's going to be Notre Dame's offensive MVP.
1: Well said, man. Uh, and I, I don't, no surprise to you. I'm sure, uh, I'm going with Hartman as well. Um, I, I, I was tempted, uh, you know, maybe throw in a Joe Alt there, but the quarterback position is so important. I'm going with with Hartman, and it's just going to be so exciting. With with a guy like Hartman at quarterback, you know, like you said, we haven't seen that in a long time. But a guy like that, you know, as your field general, you really have a shot to win every single game. I mean, we we see what happens with these other teams. Um and elite quarterback play really elevates your football team so i, I i'm not just so your football
0: pumped. team you know you know obviously the football team that you have on the field but it, you know it elevates your program it, it elevates you know how your perception across the country is of notre dame football i think it just takes notre dame to another level you know what it reminds me of and you know, you think back back to like college football teams um, that kind of, you know, made that jump into kind of being the the blue bloods of college football. Like what I think of Sam Hartman, he could be our Deshaun Watson. You know, Clemson was right there on the verge and they had that Taj Boyd before, but he couldn't get them over the top. then they get Deshaun Watson. And then that avalanche happens, you know, with Trevor Lawrence to follow right afterwards. So you know, I think having a quarterback, being able to show younger generations of recruits that if you come here, you can ball out, you can play, you can, you know, get the NIL deals, you can get, um, you know, the first round draft picks. You know, that would take Notre Dame to, you know, having an easier step when when you jump into the Georgia's Alabama, Ohio State levels that, you know, we've been, you know, banging on the door for a while now.
1: Yeah, man, I mean. I mean- we we seem to say it every year, you know, like we have a lot of the pieces. It just seems like we're always missing the quarterback. And I, it, like you said, we have that quarterback now. And it's, it's exciting. And on top of that, he's showing what a great leader he is. We already talked about last week how he was named captain while only being here for less than a year. And now he's getting these NIL deals. And what's he doing? He's taking care of his brothers. He's taking care of his teammates. Dude, I love be stuff, up. man. Dude, the the those... Under Armour thing, he's like, no, nah, I, I gotta support the whole team, not just me. And same thing with the Beats by Dre. Oh.
0: The Beats by Dre are nasty. All gold. They're gold, <laughs> man. <laughs> They're so sick.
1: I already gotta know how I could buy a pair. I, like. I, I can't afford it, but shoot i don't care send it send it my way i i need to i need to buy some of those so uh oh, yeah no man. i'm with you but I'm dude, with you. it's
0: just like we're right there last year with drew pine and you watched the game i mean it was hard for us to get anything down the field even with Braden Lindsay running his oregon track speed right down the sideline it was you know Braden had to make a play back at the ball every time he got thrown up um a pass you know i I, I, I go back and I, I'm not meaning to hate on Drew Pine. I'm not meaning to hate on Tyler Buckner. I know they, they played their guts out, but you saw that we were limited with them under center. We just were. There's a reason that the reports already um, that I saw on Twitter that the freshman Rashada is, is, has won the job over at Arizona State. Now I think Drew Pine has been battling a little bit of a hamstring injury, um, but still getting beat out by a freshman Tyler Buckner, for what we're hearing down in Alabama, that Tommy Reese begged for him to come down there. You know, he's in third string. These are guys that aren't even winning position battles to places that they went to go compete at. And we went 9-3 and three last year. Yeah. And that
1: says something, man. That says something about the collective talent that Notre Dame has. But also on the flip side, I, I'm not going to turn into a, a Tommy Reese rant here, but is that really the best that we could recruit at Notre oh. Dame? Oh, uh, but again, I' not going to go down that road, um, but it's still frustrating. And, and it's also interesting to see that those guys, you know, they left and they had decent success at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. but now they can't even start those other programs. It's, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, do you want to excite me? Like, what do you think Deuce Knight's going to feel if Sam Hartman balls out this year? I mean, no, no doubt. that's what that's what QB recruits want to see is like, hey, if I come here, will I find success? I mean, I give Lincoln Riley all the credit in the world. I know they just got their 2026 guy already. And I know he's had, you know, those high superlatives of, of what this kid can do already. But that's the kind of momentum you want your offense to build. And there's nothing that springboards it more than a quarterback like Sam Hartman. No doubt. 100%. Oh, yeah, it- Needed. It
1: it's like you said a player like this having a great year it can really create a snowball effect for the next five ten years and we just got to hope that please please that it happens please all right let's move on joe mvp of defense who you got
0: all right so i had a lot of guys you know you can easily convince me of cam hart benjamin morrison J.D. Bertrand, who I think is going to lead the team in tackles again. But I think this guy is going to create the most havoc on the defensive line where we need it most, and I think that's going to be my man Riley Mills. I think Riley Mills is, has put himself in a position to be, to be a disruptor on that against you know obviously opposing offensive lines. And I think he has just such a high ceiling that he can, you know, absolutely, you know, absolutely skyrocket his his draft stock um, to where Riley Mills even could be. We could be talking about Riley Mills here in December as you know around a first or second round draft pick. um, You know, kind of uh, I would say outlook.
1: I think that's a good pick. Uh, You know, for with Riley Mills for me. this has to be a prove it year, at least to me. Like I've been so hyped up about this dude because he is a freak athlete. He's huge. He can move, but he never seems to fully put it together. Now, in practice, he's showing those flashes, and it does look like he's ready to have a breakout year. And I, it would be huge if you're right and he's the MVP of the defense, because if that's the case, that means he is stockpiling in the middle. Completely mm-hmm. locking up the run game and getting those sacks—that uh, that'd be huge. Um, my defensive MVP. You know, I went through a lot of the same guys that you did. I mean, Ben Morrison's a phenomenal talent. So is Cam Hart. Um, but I, I can't go against my guy Bertrand. And I know that's not the sexy pick, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you, dude, he dude, he is. It. He's the heart and soul of that defense, so I'm going uh JD Bertrand for defensive MVP.
0: Hey, All right. I think he's the toughest uh, you know, SOB we have yeah. on defense. So, uh, you know, I can't you can't go wrong with picking the toughest guys your defensive MVP. Yes, sir. All right. So, relative number 2, we got breakout player,
1: offense and defense. You want me to go first on this one? Go for it. All right, uh, so breakout player on offense. I had a few guys I was thinking of. Um, Holden stays. I I really think he's going to have a, a great year. Kind of like you mentioned last week. Um, Jabron Payne's one of those that I mean, what a phenomenal camp, and it, it sounds like he can do everything well. But my guy, Jadarian Price. He's going to have a monster year, and I'm sticking by it. He's my breakout player uh, on offense.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, you know, one thing about Jadarian is, like, God, we got a taste of it, not this past spring, but last spring. Remember that, you know, obviously that long screen pass he got, and gosh, the hype that was coming out of camp, um, you know, had, had everyone just, you know, I would say just you know basically twittering, twiddling their thumbs, waiting to see this right. guy on the field in the fall, and for for his injury to happen last June, um, and him to battle back, there would be you know no one else that I'd be um, you know more proud of you know than than this guy coming out as a breakout player of the year for for our offense.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Who you now, got, Joe?
0: Now I'm also staying in the same the same room. And All right, I'm actually going with my man, Jabron Payne. All right, now I may be a little biased. I may be a little biased because he is he is from the GCL. He's he's got that GCL bloodline. He's, you know? he's got that GCL toughness bloodline. And one thing I love coming out of camp is that you know he's been consistent. And I think if you're bringing consistency, um, you know, being reliable in practice, you're being trustworthy. You're going to find your way on the field. It's what coaches love the most, right? And I think he's going to be kind of a guy that, you know, I understand the, the hype, you know, obviously around price and, you know, Jeremiah Love is a freshman. Um, you know, we, we got, you know, Devin Ford uh, from from Penn State, who, you know, I think is going to make an impact on, on the return game. But, you know, Jabron Payne, I think there's a reason he was selected first overall. Let's not forget first overall during the spring draft. And I think guys just trust him. I think he's going to get the yards that we need he's going to be mr reliable on the field and i think jabron Payne is going to be a guy that that's going to be a nice balance with with odrick uh, esme uh, leading the, the forefront of that room
1: i i think it's a great pick and i i almost picked him as well i, I i'm pretty sure Dylan mccullough is quoted as saying that Jabron Payne may be the best overall back or maybe he said that about price i can't remember but either way if I would have asked you, say back in the spring or you know, end of last season, and I say Jabron Payne is gonna be the number two running back going into the opening game against Navy, you probably would have said, and most Notre Dame fans probably would have said, You're crazy. But I would've Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would've But he kinda of came
0: off as a filler guy.
1: Yeah. Right. He, he was late in the process, the recruiting process. Um, but this tells me that just like you said, he's Mr. Reliable. It tells me that number one, he's great in pass protection. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. He's got his assignments down. And like we saw in the blue goal game, he's, he's a, he's a dangerous running back. He's, he's quick. He can run through tackles. I like that pick. I think it's, it's really good. Um, all right,
0: and as long as he protects that MVP as well, because I think he does a great job in pass, pass protection, he better so be—he better be making sure Sam Hartman's not on his back.
1: Well, that's why I, I brought that up first, because I can't stand it when running backs are terrible in pass protection. So. <laughs> Protect my man Hartman. All right, uh, going over to defense, my breakout player. I again, it, it's tough because I think there are so many good candidates for this superlative of a breakout player for this defense. Like yes. you got, you got some new faces. You got some guys that are really making some noise, <laughs> but um, mine came down to two. Uh, it came down to Thomas Harper at nickel and my man, JJB Javante Jean Baptiste the defensive end. Um, <laughs> and Originally, I was going to say Harper, but kind of like I was talking last week on the pod, man. I there's so, I have a I have a weird feeling that we're in for a big year from Javante Jean Baptiste, and that could be wishful thinking, but I, I'm going with my man JJB for uh, for breakout player on defense. I love it. Okay, one who thing, you got?
0: One thing about you know him that we will need is I think the balance of him and Na Na on that strong end, um, you know, on that big end position is, is, as long as they're able to get quality snaps. And I know in the depth turf, they also have Josh Burnham kind of the third, uh, string along with the, well, I guess they are going to be the trio over at the big end position. And I'm just really excited about their depth in that position. Cause first of all, I'm just excited about Josh Burnham, but if Jean Baptiste can establish himself as a true number one which i know he was clawing at at ohio state and you know they were rotating guys a bunch over there and they have a lot of talent but for him to come over here and kind of solidify that role and show show the country that you know he's he's one of the the best ends in the country hopefully uh, you know he's he's got a lot to uh a lot to prove and i hope i hope he does so he, he he's definitely lined in to have a huge huge season now, for me, my breakout player, and you know me, this is my guy, and he's on the other side of the line, um, on the defensive line, You're not and that's going to be your son, are you? My son, my son Jordan <laughs> Patello, my son Jordan Patello. I think I've I predicted him to have a breakout season ever since he's committed and put on a Notre Dame uniform. That's I've true. loved him. I've loved him since he's he's came on because. There's something I love about a guy that's a little bit crazy, a little bit nutty, you know, salivating at the mouth when he's on the field to just wreak havoc to the opponent. And I think that's my man, Jordan Patella. I cannot wait to see this man play and the stats that he accumulated with the amount of, or I would say the, you know, basically the small amount of snaps that he had last year. I I think we're, I will at least, I'm very excited to see what, what he can accomplish know, now that he kind of solidified himself in that Viper role um, and he doesn't need to, um, you know, basically go against those those older guys that he had in front of him last year. So uh, Jordan Patello, he knows he's a starter Viper. He's not going to be in that special teams role, you know, where he's or he's going to be in those special packages. He is a Viper this year. His job is to get to the quarterback. And I'm so excited to see what this man can do, because. I know when he's going to be out in that field, he's almost—he's going to look like he's going to have the eye of the tiger in his eyes. He's going to want to absolutely destroy Navy, and I can't wait to see every minute of it. It's going to start with Navy and go throughout the rest of the year.
1: It's a good pick, man. I Honestly, I don't know if there's a more crucial person on the defensive side of the ball that we really need to step up and have a big year than Botello because, you know, we, the pass rush is so unknown at this point. And I think it's one of our biggest question marks. So it's a good pick, man. And I, I, I hope you're right. I really do. um All right. Next up, we have most improved uh, offense, defense. I'll let you go first on this one.
0: So I thought of a few different guys and I always feel like most improved is like, you know, he had like a bad season last year um and that's really not how i took it it's more like hey who had you know to gain a lot more skill traits that you know maybe they didn't have to possess last year so on the offensive side you could probably you know kind of hear where i'm going with this but i'm going to go most improved player and most improved wide receiver was a man that was a running back last year and that's my man chris tyree chris tyree is going to be my most improved player in Again, mainly this is because he was a running back last year. He's 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 obviously training or has been training throughout the the summer and spring um, to to be in this wide receiver role. And it seems like he's solidified himself um, to be obviously our slot guy. And you know he's caught eyes during camp. And I can't you know for a guy that you know we've you know had such hype coming in when he was a. Uh, you know a freshman and you know his blazing speed and you know having this elite times that he had at these um, you know recruiting camps and I think it's it's never really come together to have a full season where this is like oh this is the Chris Tyree we were expecting but I think this is the year that uh he found himself in a role where he, he can really impact our offense and I just want to get the ball in his hands in unique ways and I think Jared Parker is going to do that. Sam Hartman is going to do that, and um, I expect a kind of a big year out of Chris Tyree in the slot position.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a good pick, and uh, I think he's going. I think he's due for a big game against Navy, um, and hopefully a big year. Um, <clears throat> mine came down to uh, a couple players. Um, I I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe a Rocco, um, you know, but I'm going with uh, my man Tobias Merriweather. And not that, you know, he was bad last year, but we constantly were hearing that he wasn't ready to play uh, from the previous offensive coordinator. He had one catch for a touchdown, but that was it. You know, we didn't see anything else from him. So I think Tobias Merriweather and this may be a little bit of wishful thinking because reports, you know, out of camp have been mixed. Um, but I, I think Tobias Merriweather going to be in for a big year and he'll be most improved. Uh,
0: Beautiful. Yep, I agree.
1: Uh, on the defense, who you got on D there, Joe?
0: So on defense, I'm going to the line again and I'm going to our two deep. And this man had a lot of hype. Obviously, that was built, uh, you know, during the spring season. And I'm excited to see him play. And that is Jason Anye. So Anye, I expect to kind of, you know, solidify himself in that, you know, that two deep role, and really not miss a beat when we when we lose Howard Cross and Riley Mills. I can honestly put Gabriel Rubio in this, but I think Gabriel Rubio and Jason Anya coming in. As um, as are too deep uh, when they're off the field, I think these guys uh, we're not going to miss a beat. This is honestly going to be a defensive line or interior defensive line where it's one A, one B. You know what I mean? It's it's not one and twos. It's it's one A, one B. These guys would start at a lot of other schools, and I think they're 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 poised to to break out um, this year as well uh, as as kind of guys where we can count on um, where we're in the third and fourth quarter guys are getting tired. We don't need to keep sending out the ones We're we're going to keep, um, you know, hitting offensive linemen with, with this, you know, interior defensive line depth that we have. And I think it starts with Jason on
1: That's a good pick, man. At the start of fall camp, I, I think D line was most Irish fans biggest concern. And the fact that, you know, after camp now we're heading into game week. And basically I, I think we both feel like we're comfortable with the ones and the twos in there playing it at an elite level. So I think it's huge. I think that's a good pick. Um, my most improved player uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it's a guy who he's putting his time in Notre Dame. He, you know, started off a wide receiver. Uh, and he's been learning the position. But I, I think my man Xavier Watts, X Watts, is. Uh,
0: I think he's going to have
1: a big year. I He's physical. I, I think he's learned the position well enough. I think he's taken on a little bit of a leadership role. I'm going with X Watts.
0: I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot, a lot. Actually, probably better than my own pick. Nah, I, think... I
1: like your pick, yeah. Well,
0: well, I think Xavier Watts is going to bring – a little bit of swag to our secondary that we need. I think and, he's going to bring an attitude to it. Oh, he's yeah. going to bring an attitude, some swag back there. Um, you know, he just wants to play ball. And I think it's been yep. clear. That's why they moved him to wide receiver for a little period of time last year is, you know, he's just such an athlete that you almost like, we got to get him on the field somehow,
1: Damn. you know.
0: Yep. And, and I'm excited for him to just run out there and, and just go make plays for our D. Yep.
1: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm excited to see him. All right, next up we have best lineman. Now, it's probably not going to be a lot as far as the offense goes. A lot of debate, but um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Joe Alt is going to be the best lineman on offense. He's what? he's going to be a top. That's player. a hot
0: take, Nick. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, right. Look out. Hot Whoa. take coming in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your hands about to touch yeah. this mic it might burn <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean joe on i mean what a cool story obviously this is going to be you know obviously a year where he established himself as the best tackle in college football period mark it down you know nfl draft be ready this guy's this guy's the real deal
1: yep i don't even think we have to say anything more about it i, I think nope. uh, <laughs> the consensus all right, now what about on the defensive side of the ball? Best, uh, best D
0: lineman of the year. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. It's gonna be my Are... man, Jordan Patello, my son. Oh, I, I almost forgot about your son. Dang, <laughs> man, that's great. All right, okay. Hey, I am due. I've called this every year that he's yeah. going to be this breakout season. I'm due. You know, third year's the charm here, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go, Jordan Patello. And I don't care. Don't don't send me tweets if he has two um, personal conduct fouls. Where you're just going to have to live with them. You know, <laughs> you're just going to have to live with them because I love him. that yeah. man. I love that man. He's going to bring some toughness, some craziness. And, I mean, he just finds a way. The ball just, you know, I got a feeling strip sacks. You know, even he yeah. can drop down in coverage, interception. He's going to make some plays where I guarantee he's going to find the Enzo defensively. At least one time this year i won't go twice you know,
1: that's a good point he does seem to always like it's around the ball, the ball. yeah does. like he, uh, it, it, <laughs> even if it's pure luck it always seems to end up in his hands so i think yeah that, that's a good call
0: yep yep uh, so that's 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 my guy
1: uh my my best lineman on defense again it's, it's kind of like my jd bertrand pick it's not sexy uh it's a guy who is just he goes in there he busts his ass always does what he's supposed to and he's tough as nails howard cross i love that guy so that's my son i guess howard cross is my son how do you like his eye black
0: eye black like all the way across his face. oh
1: yeah uh give me all the eye black him (laughs) gabriel rubio all that just get that war paint on you all right joe we got two more here uh, next up, we have best freshmen on offense and defense. I'll let you go first on this one.
0: All right. So best freshman, And I was thinking of a lot of guys that, you know, Hey, could I go the flash with obviously, uh, Jeremiah love, um, could I go Christian gray? Who's caught a lot of eyes and a lot of people are pumped that, you know, he, he made the depth chart as a freshman, uh, kind of in that too deep. Um, but there's one guy that I just think is going to bring something to our special teams. And I just think he's going to find a way to be on the field because I think he's just different um, athletically than some other linebackers we have. And that's going to be Jay Nosberry. And I know we are excited about Jalen Snead. I know we have, you know, kind of some veterans in front um, you know, in our linebackers with Kaiser, JD Bertrand, um, you know, obviously Maris Louis but, I think Jaden Osberry. From what I saw in the spring game, he just looked like he moved a little bit different, uh, a little bit quicker, a little bit more athletic than uh, what I've been used to seeing on the field at Notre Dame um, the last few years. And I'm really excited to kind of see him on on the field. Now, again, there could be this could be a prediction where he doesn't get many snaps, but that is my my bold prediction that Jaden Osberry breaks out this year as, as a freshman that catches a lot of Notre Dame fans' eyes. Dang it, man. No <laughs> Osbury,
1: that... uh, Osbury's one of my favorite players in, in that class. I
0: Well the I fact know... that we plucked him right out of an LSU's backyard just also gives well, me a right. little They're right little, little love as well.
1: I, I'm very fired up about Osbury. I, I won't I won't say him because you did. But he was on my list here. I got a couple <laughs> written down. So, yeah, you've been peeking at my notes again, Joe. Come hey, on now.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're just great minds. Great minds. Great Notre yeah, Dame buddy. minds here.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Jaden Greyhouse. I, hit him or Flores, one of the two, is going to have a monster year. I, I think whichever one establishes that connection with Hartman Early, look out. So, all right. Last but not least, we're going to do best assistant – not best, assistant coach of the year. So at the end of the year, which assistant coaches group overperformed, I guess. Um, I'll let you – you want to go first, Joe?
0: No, I'll I'll deflect this one.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I I had a few names written down. Um, You know I love my man Mike Mickens and what he's doing. Um, I think Jared Parker is going to surprise some people, but he's going to get a lot of scrutiny uh, whenever things go bad. But I have really high hopes and a lot of confidence in Joe Rudolph, and that's who I'm going Ooh. with.
0: Ooh, I, I think okay. this,
1: this line is going to take that next step. As great as Harry Hestand was, I think it's kind of nice to get some fresh blood in there. Um and and I think Rudolph really knows what he's doing. I think this this O line will be one of the best in the country.
0: All right, well you're leaning on on your boy Coogan and Rocco there in the guards and yep. obviously veterans and tackles. Um, and there's nothing more than I want Coogan to go out there and prove it because I got a feeling he's gonna have a big, you know, pretty much microscope underneath how he performs. There's gonna be oh, yeah. the Billy Stroud camp, uh, you know, Notre Dame fans that are gonna be seeing when when he does well or when he actually they're going to be pretty much pointing out when he doesn't do well asking for right um so i there's nothing more than i would want you know than rudolph to to really pull off this saying hey i trust you know because i kind of said this in our last podcast you know it would have been the easy route for you know rudolph to kind of go with you know i would say the expectation of you know billy shroud winning that job and you know, whether it was Kristoffic or, or Rocco, that was kind of the expectation from Notre Dame fans. And for him to kind of go a little rogue, trusting his eyes, letting guys earn it, um, you know, during spring, during uh, fall camp, and, you know, solidifying that these were his guys, you know, I tip my hat to obviously those offensive linemen, Coogan and Rocco winning those jobs and Joe Rudolph, you know, saying, hey, these are the boys I'm rolling with. And, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, be, you know, the best five offensive line lineman in the country hopefully so that would be that i I, i'm rooting for him i really am i love it Um, so want me to go now i'm going to shock you nick now and you can boo me you could throw paper (laughs) at me because i was not happy with this man this summer this spring just due to some recruiting i think it's something that we definitely still need to figure out but Gosh, I I, I can't – I think if there's an assistant coach of the year that I think is going to surprise people, it's going to be my man Al Washington. And I know I've been so hard on him in our, in our uh, you know, text messages uh, during the spring and summer because, you know, missing out on Justin Scott and missing out some obviously big-time guys, um, you know, in the recruiting. Um, but when it comes to the field, I think we have the guys to kind of take a big leap, um, you know, regarding our expectations for, uh, you know, a defensive line at Notre Dame. I just think Gabriel Rubio, Anget, Riley Mills, Howard Cross, Patello, Jean-Baptiste, Nana, these guys are all ready to kind of, you know, individually have their own breakout years. And I think I'm going to give Al Washington a lot of credit when that happens. So, you know, he's going to be my prediction of kind of assistant coach of the year to kind of surprise some people.
1: That's a good pick, man. I, with how the D line has progressed through camp and and through spring, yeah, I think it's a good pick. And, I, I really do. He gets and, a lot of hate, but uh, I, I think me. they're I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And trust so, me, man, like pick.
0: I will be the first one calling him out because I had I was not happy last year with oh, the way with the way recruiting went. But even if we go back to last year in two thousand twenty two. I was not entirely happy with what we were getting out of, you know, Isaiah Foskey. You know, this was going to be our, our round yeah. one, you know, kind of, you know, big time, almost, you know, Joey Bosa, you know, Aiden Hutchinson kind of level defensive end. And we never saw that. And I think a lot of fingers are pointing at, you know, Al Washington last year. And, um, you know, I hope that doesn't repeat this year where we're getting you know, it felt like our linemen were getting just absolutely doing, you know, kind of their double moves, um, you know, kind of getting stoned by, by a lot of tackles, especially at the end position. And I'm really hoping we see a lot more havoc. I think we have, you know, obviously the talent to do so. Um, but we got to see it on the field. But yep. I got to give credit where credit is due. And for what I've heard about this spring, there's been a lot of, you know, positive talk about our defensive line. So I'm going to predict that Al Washington surprises some people this year. Um, and hopefully that re- leads into some recruits wanting to wanting to come over as well.
1: Yeah, buddy. Well, no, it's a good pick. And uh, that'll wrap it up for Superlatives um, and Segment 1. Uh, we'll be back here in just a second with Segment 2 where we preview Navy. Uh, and then we also have some questions. Welcome back to the First and Gold podcast, Segment 2. Uh, we got navy preview brief preview um joe vegas has come out they've set the line notre dame minus 20 and a half they've set the over under at 50 and a half points i'm just gonna hit if, you with it man how, how are you feeling about these two let's let's start with the over under at 50 and a half if you're a betting right. man you going over or under that
0: all right so you're giving me about 100 dollars to play with here nick Are going to give me a few hundred dollars to play with here?
1: Uh, Man, not (laughs) on a teacher budget, I wish. (laughs)
0: Uh, No, um, but yeah. So, you know, where I kind of see, you know, this over under be a little bit interesting for me is, you know, it has me thinking about the new rules that are set for college football. So, you know, if you're not aware, I'm sure a lot of college football fans are. That is moving more toward, you know, the pro style, NFL style game clock, um, where if you get a first down, as long as it's not the last two minutes of the second or fourth quarter, um, you know that clock's going to continue to run. There's not going to be a stoppage um, allowing the the change to reset. So, um, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out on on a collegiate field, how coaches adjust, teams adjust, and you know the way Navy has that unique option style. Um, that we still anticipate to see even with their coaches changes, um, you know, right, is Notre Dame able to get them off the field is maybe able to sustain a drive and take, you know, you know, eight, six minutes off the clock before, you know, Sam Hartman gets on the field. So I, I I'm kind of leaning toward taking the under in this 15 and a half uh, spread.
1: Yeah. I like it. Um, uh, first and foremost, I got to say, I hate this, uh, this new role change. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, that's here nor there. there. Um, but the, these types of games, the over and un, over under, Notre Dame versus Navy, I, there's no way I'm touching this. It These games are always so unpredictable because, you know, if Navy gets up early and, and then forces Notre Dame to punt, they might bleed, like you said, uh, 10, 12, 15 minutes off the clock. Uh, no problem. So I, I'm not going to touch the over under w- with real betting money. But if I had to bet, I, I'm with you. I think it'll be under, um, even though I do think it'll be closer than people realize. Um, all right. Now, so w- what are your thoughts on uh, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half?
0: Minus 20 half is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And you know, I, I also have the game. You know, I'm still having the like pretty much nightmares over last year's second half performance. Yeah, I feel that man. <laughs> Navy outscoring us 19 to zero in the second half. I don't think we had a first down until very late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we we were just going three now, three now, three now. Now, do I expect that's happen with you know our running back room um, with Sam Hartman under center making decisions? Um, I do expect, you know, Navy to blitz a lot. So Sam Hartman is going to make the, you know, the veteran read as he is and, uh, you know, hopefully getting the ball out to to our wideouts to make some plays um, in the flats. So, you know, but again, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I want to be optimistic. I don't want to be like, you know, Notre Dame's covering that, but Navy is, they're just, they're, they're, they're just a tough team to play, aren't they? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's a ton of points. I think it's a ton of points. I think it's going to be close to that. I think it's going to be very close, but I think if I was a betting man, I, I would go Navy plus 20 and a half, but I think Notre Dame is going to win here by a 19 to 20 point margin.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, I, I'm going to go on the flip side. I, as much as, and again, I'm not betting on this game. I just, I can't bet on, on Notre Dame Navy. It's always too unpredictable, but, um, If I was, I I do think that Sam Hartman's going to come out and have – he's going to put on a show for his Notre Dame debut in Dublin. Um, So I I do think that Notre Dame's going to win this one comfortably. Uh, They may have to settle in a little bit. Um, But if I had to pick, I would take Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Um, So speaking of that, I'll go ahead and give my score prediction. Uh, kind of like I mentioned, I think Sam Hartman's going to, uh, be in for a big day. I, I think, uh, I think we get up early. And, uh, unlike last year, I don't think we let, uh, Navy and a new offense, uh, climb back in it. So my prediction is Notre Dame wins this game 42 to 7. I think they give up one, uh, touchdown, you know, kind of just maybe a blown assignment or something. But, uh, that would hit me with, um, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, and then also still with that under 50 and a half points. What you got, Joe? What's your score prediction?
0: All right, so my score prediction is 30 to 10 Irish. And the reason for that is, you know, I do think we're going to have some unbelievable touchdowns, but I I have a little bit of a fear. I know I'm being a little bit on the pessimistic side um, that, you know, it's going to take a little bit of, game experience for our wide receiver Sam Hartman Um, you know even our new offensive coordinator Jared Parker to kind of gel and I I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see some um, you know red zone opportunities that maybe you know we want to turn into touchdowns that we have to settle for field goals Um, so that's the reasoning I'm kind of going with my 30 to 10 score Um, and obviously with that you know Notre Dame would wouldn't cover the spread of 20 and a half so uh goes along with my spread and, and that's where I am going to stick with my, my score prediction.
1: I like it. Uh, honestly, I, I'd be fine with either of those. Um, just as long as we're not sitting on the edge of our seat. I just want to yeah. see some I young guys. Yeah. All right. So those are our score predictions. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, drop your score predictions on our, uh, on our Twitter. We're going to be making a post. Um, you know, we, we can see who gets closest to those score predictions. Um Speaking of Twitter, uh, we do have some questions here uh, that we want to answer. First one comes from uh, our man, Ryan Favell. Uh His Twitter is at Fravel underscore Ryan. Uh, also, shout out to, uh, to him and his boys over at uh, the Week Zero podcast. Um, his first question for us is, do you think Jalen Sneed will get significant playing time this year? You want to take this one first, Joe?
0: I'll take this one first. And uh my my answer to this is uh we better
1: <laughs> yeah. we better
0: find significant playing time for my man Jalen Sneed. I, I think he's too much of an athlete. I think he needs to learn through. We may have to go through um uh some speed bumps with his development, but the only way we get those is him just experiencing um and getting some game film of of maybe you know missing a hole or missing an assignment. Um, that he was supposed to plug in, but we need him out there. He's just too dynamic of an athlete that um, we need to get him snaps. We need to get him ready. And especially with Nolan Ziegler leaving, um, you know, the, I guess he's still part of the program, but, you know, not fully part of, of the, the everyday pads um, or, or dressing currently. Uh, obviously we know about Prince Colley leaving um, in the off season. This is a guy that I think is very important to the development of our linebacker room, not just, you know, this year, but, you know, for, you know, the next couple of years um, for the Notre Dame Finer. So um, I want to see Jalen Snead get significant time, learn from him. And I think he's just going to be a playmaker. I I really do.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I think, uh, I think Snead, you know, he's still young. I, I think he has a little bit of ways to come as far as Learning just those ins and outs of being an every down linebacker, um, but I do think he'll have a role this year, and I think he'll you'll see his snaps increase, uh, especially in situational, uh, in certain situations and in certain packages. I, I think you'll see him a lot, uh, maybe even coming off the edge in a pass rush um, style or, or in blitz like blitz packages. Um,
0: but he, need- we could use him like uh, like we didn't use Jaylon Smith
1: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so um you know i i think i'm like you He he's such a dynamic athlete um he, he's a player that you got to find a way to get him on the field and games like this and and you know next weeks and, and the next few are going to be huge to to build some confidence for him you know get some tape out there uh and, and learn before we uh before we jump into some of these some of these bigger games but i do think you'll see a, a significant role for for mr sneed and uh, i'm sure it'll be uh, fun to watch all right
0: yeah, man well you got me excited there just just want to piggyback there you know this thought real quick is you know brian van gorder just did an injustice with the athlete we had with jaylon smith it no would doubt. get me so fired up to see you know an athlete like jaylon uh or Jalen sneed uh, you know, where we move him in multiple areas where, you know, he can really develop it where he's let him be off an athlete. Let him be an athlete. Yeah. God, I, I that's what I want to see. I want you know, kind of similar ways we used uh, you know, uh J O K. Uh, you know, Ousu is yep. one of my favorite defensive players to watch. I, I love to see a step in that direction this and,
1: year. And he's very similar to J O K. So I, I'm with you, man. I, I if they if they use him right, he could he could be an impact player for us. All right. No doubt. All right. Continuing on the defense, Ryan wants to know, the 2023 Notre Dame cornerback core is the best that they have had since when?
0: I'll let you take this one.
1: All right. So uh, w- we talked about it briefly on um, the last episode last week. Um, to me, the the talent that we have at the two starting spots plus the depth to me, this is the the best cornerback room that we've had since uh, Vontez Duff and Shane Walton, and that was back in um, what two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, Mike Mickens again, man. I I'm head of the Mike Mickens fan club. That that dude is uh, doing a phenomenal job, and a lot of high hopes for for these for this corner room. What do you think, Joe?
0: Well, I, I I totally agree. Um, if not, you know, I would say you know really since I've been born, you know, since 92, um, you know, obviously I didn't follow in the nineties when I was too little, but uh, you know, since I've really dove into being a Nerdy football fan, uh, you know, kind of starting in middle school and high school, uh, I I can't remember a more, uh, a better tainted that I've been more excited about than Cam Hart and, and obviously uh, my man, Benny Clamps. Um, But I, I like the depth that we're seeing like Jade and Mickey. I love that. He's the biggest probably trash talker in fall camp. I like oh, having too. that little swagger, that little swagger to to our secondary. Um, Christian Gray seems like this is going to be hit just like Benny Clance with the hype he's getting. Yeah. I mean, Mickens has done such a great job. I'm so excited about this room, not just this year, but I don't see us taking a step back moving forward. Like it, We're just going to keep getting better in this room. Michael Bell has you know track speed that could go play at the Olympics, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really exciting time, um, you know, to think about our cornerback room moving forward, and it doesn't look like it's going to drop anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, in an era where cornerback is such a crucial position, and wide receivers are getting more and more athletic, the fact that Notre Dame is is stepping up to the challenge, I guess, in recruiting and and development, that we have corners. It, it, like you said, we're deep. We have corners. I think that can play with anybody in the country and I'm like you, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So yeah, it's uh, very exciting because in, in the past we've struggled with, you know, cornerback recruiting. So great question, Ryan, um, your, your third one here. Uh, Ryan wants to know what is something you still have questions about uh, with this team? Um, I'll take this one first again. Sorry, Joe. Um, no, but, uh, my, my biggest question with this team, I I do have concerns with the wide receivers. Um, it's unfortunate that Dell Alexander left us in in the position that he did. Um, but I I think even bigger than that for me, I'm concerned about the pass rush. I I still have questions because there's no, there's no proven, uh, player or players, uh, that that have consistently that have Watch consistently showed it. I I know my man Jordan Matello has tons <laughs> of potential, your son. Um and, and I'm you know I'm very high on on JJB but they got to show it consistently. And if we can't get pressure on the quarterback, it doesn't matter how good our corners are, um we'll we'll struggle. So that's my biggest question mark about this team. Um there's a lot of potential there and and hopefully, um, it settles itself in, but, uh, that's mine. What about you, Joe?
0: Well, I'll say this, you know, I, I like where you were starting this. I thought we were going to agree. And then I don't know what happened that last, you know, 30 seconds. (laughs) I'm just going to act like that didn't happen. But, uh, for me, it's the wide receiver room and it's, you know, no question to me, this is my probably biggest concern and, you know, a lot of question marks, you know, there's a lot of hype behind, you know, our freshman wideouts with, you know, obviously Braylon James probably needs a little bit more development, but, you know, Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse, um, you know, Deion Colsey's kind of been inconsistent in, as his time at Notre Dame. So, you know, what are we going to get this year? What what can we expect? You know, Tobias Merriweather's caught one pass in a Notre Dame uniform, and you would think he's in the Heisman candidacy uh, for the way we're talking about him, um, you know, so and... I think all, we have a talented room. there's no doubt, but it's a little bit different, you know, in practice uh, than when the bullets are flying, right? When you're going against opposing cornerbacks and, you know, trying to get uh, gelled in, um, you know, build chemistry with with your quarterback in game-like atmospheres um, or, you know, basically during a game. Um, so, you know, when, when we're not, and also we have a running back that's, you know, obviously transitioning to be a wide receiver and will be starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I love the talent. You know, I think Chancey Suckey's done an amazing job since, you know, um, being hired on by Marcus. I'm excited to see where what that room develops into. Um, but right now, I still like you said, are, are we still going to feel the effects of of, of Dell Alexander and the, the hiccups we had in recruiting, um, you know, when when he was in charge of that room?
1: Yeah. Well said, man. Well said. Uh, it's, it's a shame. Like it's awesome that we have these talented young wide receivers who are ready to go, but it's also kind of a shame that we're going to have to depend on them pretty significantly. I mean, uh, it's a little bit of a shame, but I'm with you, man. That's, that's my other concern as well. Um, all right, moving on to the next question. Thanks Ryan again for the, for those questions. Um, Next one's from uh, our man, Notre Dame Prime. Uh, If you're not already following him, um, make sure you give him a follow uh, at Notre Dame underscore prime. Uh, His first question for us here is, lots of freshmen already in in second string roles. How special will the 2023 class be in the future? Joe, you want to take this one first?
0: No, I'm going to let you take this one.
1: Okay, Uh, uh, to me, this class is very impressive, Uh, and it was when they signed, and it's even more impressive now that, that we've gone through a full fall camp. If you look across the board of all the different position groups, this class really doesn't have any glaring holes. They don't necessarily have a ton of superstars, but they're good to great at almost every position. You look at Charles Jagasol running uh, with the two deep. You've got, uh, of course, the freshman wide receivers um, who are in the two deep, going to get significant playing time. Then on top of that, you got guys like Jay Nosberry and uh, Drake Bowen who are pushing for playing time as true freshmen. And then you got Christian Gray. And on top of that, don't even get me started on the D-line who – man, Brennan Vernon looks like a a grown-ass man out there. Uh, And then, of course, one of my favorites, Bubakar Traore. Um, I I just think this is one of those classes where they hit at almost every position, and I think this is a great class to build towards winning a national championship. I'm, I'm very excited about this class, and they've exceeded my expectations. Joe, what do you think?
0: One hundred percent. And I know we talked about this, you know, prior. And that's why I wanted to deflect that question to you, because I think you said it really well. I mean, this is just a really well-rounded class where you feel like you almost hit on a guy in every position. Group, yeah. You know, and and that's when you start building depth, you know, when you follow it up with, you know, not just, you know, obviously our 2023 guys is who we're talking about, but with our 2024, then 2025. Um, You know, that's when, you know, you start building the depth that, you know, the Alabama, the Georgia, the Ohio States, um, you know, have in their in their position groups. And it gets me really excited about the future. You could, you know, name any position group. I can tell you one guy that I'm really excited about or even multiple, um, you know, moving forward. And again, kind of you also hinted at this, um, you know, good to great. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that we don't know what their ceiling is, right? Yeah. They could be all Americans. You know, yeah. Brendan Vernon, you know, a lot of the you know, there's a veteran guy uh, who was quoted saying he was the most violent freshman he went against ever in fall camp. You know, yeah. I love hearing that stuff. So when they're when these freshmen are, are flashing in fall camp already and they're already building the trust within their, their coachings um and they're obviously their position group coaches where they're getting in the too deep or already getting eyes on them. I can't wait to see them on the field. And again, it's just Marcus Freeman. He's building. He's building. Just you wait. Just you wait.
1: I know, man. And just imagine when we start racking up some wins, the the recruits are going to be dying to to come in. And here is the other thing: I didn't even. Neither of us even mentioned Jeremiah Love or uh, Kenny Menchie, both guys who I think will be outstanding players. And can you
0: position group right position group? They didn't
1: miss. Uh, well, so if you think about it, uh, I don't know. Uh, in years past, a Jeremiah Love would come in and probably be in the top three running backs. He He's sitting in number five right now. And that – Crazy. And again, but it it's like you said about building depth. And can you imagine if Peyton Bowen, which I, I wouldn't want him because of all his character stuff, but if he would have stuck and, and, and well. stayed at Notre Dame, I mean, my God. Because uh, I, I do yeah. think safety is probably the only – I like a Don Schuler, but if we could have had Peyton Bowen or, or um, you know, Brandon Hellman, uh, would have taken But we taken... also get
0: Antonio Carter next year.
1: Well, that's a good so, point. That's a good point.
0: So I like the – you know, obviously I'm sure the staff would have loved to get a Bowen, uh, you know, Bowen talent, you know, into the 2023 class. But I'm very high on Schuler. I'm very high on Minnick. You know, these are guys that, again, have flashed fall camp. But if you want kind of that veteran feel, you know, kudos to O'Leary and, and Freeman going to go yeah. get Antonio Carter, who, who you know, Brian Kelly was begging for, you know, who Florida Gators were begging for. You know, we, we battled against, you know, the big boys to go get this guy. And um, I think that's a good kind of, you know, basically, you know, buffer, you know, before we get, you know, 24, 25 guys in.
1: Yeah, I I think it's safe to say there's a good chance that we look back on this class as Freeman's first full class as head coach, and I really think they're going to be the building blocks for a national championship. So I'm um, very excited about this class. Great question, Prime. Uh, Prime's second question here, uh, is Leofau going to get better this year? Uh, Joe, I'm going to let you go first on this
0: one. Yeah, so I'm good taking this one because you know Maris LeFau. He, he, there's just something we've you know, and I think a lot of Nerdy fans feel the way I have. There's just something missing, you know. We there's been so much expectation, um, you know, for him to kind of outperform, you know, what we've been seeing on on our television screens or in the stadiums. Um, it's just it feels like it just hasn't come together. You know, they he has flashes of great games, and I think of you know, two years ago when he went against North Carolina, where, you know, he was just on fire, you know, just making plays all over the field. And, you know, we just haven't seen that consistency since. And, you know, and, you know, you kind of, you know, read through, you know, basically, you know, the forums, the message boards, and you hear that, you know, he's not very good at maybe, you know, reading assignments, you know, it's kind of him in the ball. And, I hope that changes this year. I I'm really hoping that he explodes this year. There's nothing more than I want. But at the end, I'm like I'm kind of indifferent. I'm just indifferent, you know. If he works out, it works out. But I think there's a lot of linebackers behind him that I'm also excited to see, you know. Whether it's a Jaden Osberry and or Drake Bowen, um, you know, that's you know obviously on his heels. That's again from the 2023 class that we just were talking about. I'm um, I'm just kind of indifferent. I hope he plays well, but, you know, who
1: knows? Yeah, no, I think that's well said. And uh, my position on Leofield right now is I'm kind of in the show me mode. Um, I've been excited about Leofield the past two years, and and both years he's been a disappointment for me. Um, Not that he's bad or I'm not bashing on him, just I think the potential and the athleticism and the size – is all there but kind of like you mentioned he just can't seem to put it together i I don't know if he just doesn't have those natural linebacker instincts or what it is um but i'm like you at this point you know he's kind of had a shot he he better step it up this year or i want to see his snaps decreased not heavily but fairly heavily uh and give somebody else a shot because um He's hurt us in some games and, you know, can't just wait on potential forever. So,
0: Yeah, there's there's no reason to be loyal this year, to be honest. Right, right. There's no reason. You know, yeah. we, we got too much talent. Um, young talent, you know, obviously from Jalen Snead. I mean, there's, there's so many ways that you could kind of work that linebacker room, um, yeah. you know, with the mix of veterans and young guys that, you know, it's either put up or shut up.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, show out or find yourself on the bench and and I'll be, you know, licking my chops waiting to see what you know Osbury can do or you know a Drake Bowen or you know Jalen Sneed. Just again put him wherever. I don't care. Just put Jalen Sneed on on the field and see if he can Mm -hmm. make plays because you know that's just gonna make this Notre Dame team better in the future.
1: Yeah. Well said, man. All right. Uh Notre Dame Primes third question for us. Uh, he wants to know schedule predi- predictions. Um, Prime, we're actually uh, going to go through the schedule uh, maybe next week or in another pod. So we're not going to go through each game, but we will give our record predictions um, right now. Um, mine, I I'm an I'm an optimist. I'm I'm drinking all the Kool Aid. Um, <laughs>
0: You Say know, it with your chest, Nick. Say it
1: with your I, I, chest. I am, man. I uh, <laughs> we're going 11 and 1 and uh we're Ooh. we're getting into the playoffs. So, uh we'll we'll break down the schedule a little more, but my optimist optimistic ass over here uh we're going 11 and 1 if not 12 and 0 and and uh we're we're coming for it all, baby.
0: <laughs> well, here here comes the pessimist. Uh, Over here on on this side of the mic, Um, (laughs) Notre Dame has broken my heart too many times. I can't, I can't get myself all the way up there, Nick. I just can't do it. I can't go through it. Um, You know, I I have my schedule prediction where I do think it's going to be over the Vegas line of eight and a half. Um, I do think this name is 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 too good, too talented. And with Sam Hartman being our quarterback, you know, give me over eight eight and a half. But I'm settling at ten and two. I'm settling at ten and two. And, and there may be even a hiccup game uh, for kind of a teaser out there for our next coming episodes that, that I'm going to predict.
1: I like it. Um, so that wraps it up for questions. Um, to close, uh, before we get into our closing, um, Joe, do you have any final thoughts, man? I, again, it's felt like this offseason has taken forever, um, and, and we've been building up to it. I'm just, I'm so excited, man. I can't even focus at work. Um, Any final thoughts uh, for this weekend uh, before we close out the show?
0: No, let's just, let's just, let's just enjoy Saturday, man. Let's just enjoy Saturday. And gosh, I hope we don't have to sweat anything out. Yeah, I hope it just, you know, exceeds all of our expectations with, you know, Sam Hartman being under our wing for, you know, since January now and, i know i've been you know i couldn't be more excited to have a quarterback to wake up to on saturdays right now so i'm ready for these guys to go ball out i'm gonna enjoy the whole day i'm gonna enjoy watching some other week zero games um and i'm just gonna have some fun and a little tidbit i'm going up to the lake house this weekend so i'm gonna have a nice nice nice, enjoy some boat some boating And, and and i told my friends i go hey when, when it's 2 o'clock, I'm making sure we get back. I yeah. got to watch my Irish in the living room. No one bother me. And then we can, you know, obviously hopefully party afterwards.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. And part of that party uh, is going to be uh, a Twitter space after the game. So
0: Yes. i talked uh, about this.
1: Yes. So for all our listeners out there, everybody who follows us on Twitter, um, we will be having a Twitter space um, after – as far as I know, as of right now, uh, after every game. So be on yep. the lookout on Twitter, about 10 ish minutes or so, uh, after the broadcast ends, be on the lookout for, for Twitter spaces for us where, you know, we'll share, you know, some of our thoughts on the game. Um, you guys can we share yours, years. right? We want we, we want, we want yours. Um, you can tell us we're idiots if you want or, or, you know, whatever. So we'll have some fun with it. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, quick reminder, make sure to, to send in your questions for next week's episode. Uh, we'll put out a post, but you can also DM us. Um, my Twitter is at Nick Kramer IT. Uh, Joe, IT. Joe's is at Joe underscore Kramer underscore IT. And then, of course, uh, our podcast, Twitter, is at First and Gold Pod. Uh, so make sure you're following all those. And then, of course, uh, make sure you're following the Irish Tribune at the Irish Tribune on all your socials. But send us those questions. Be on the lookout for uh, for Twitter spaces. Uh, I, as the optimist here, uh, I can't wait to, to party and celebrate on that Twitter space. Uh, yes, sir after the game on Saturday. So um, we look forward to talking to you guys then and uh, also for our next pod uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll be celebrating an Irish victory. So that'll do it for first and gold, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go Irish.
0: Go Irish.